0: Welcome to episode one of Biz Talk with Bill Roy. We're going to strive to provide you with insight into the people, places, and organizations that make up Wichita's important business community. Thanks for checking us out. First, a note about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal available today. The big story this week, are you underpaid? American City Business Journal has compiled salary information from all over the country for dozens of occupations. We take a look at how Wichita compares. Several occupations in Wichita pay much higher than the national average, many pay below. But what's significant, no matter what the salary, our cost of living means paychecks go farther. This week's top 25 list, two of them, the area's largest industrial revenue bonds and chambers of commerce ranked by a number of members. Reporter Daniel McCoy tells us a Wichita businessman has moved back from Topeka. And Josh Heck reports that a cool new franchise is coming to town. This week, we spend 10 minutes with Jamila Peterson. She's the manager of entrepreneurial education for the E2E Accelerator. Jamila likes the idea of providing education about entrepreneurship, which she didn't get while she was in school. All of that and more in this week's weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal.
1: to the Wichita Business Journal Biz Talk Podcast. Talking business is what the commercial banking team here at Equity Bank does best. Visit equitybank.com napkin stories.
0: Jeff Longwell has been mayor of the city of Wichita for two years. Before that, he was a Wichita City Council member and he served as a member of the Mays School Board. We talked to the mayor several weeks ago. You may hear him reference a couple of things coming up that have already happened. In part one of our discussion with the mayor, we discuss his greatest victory so far, convincing Cargill Protein to keep its headquarters in Wichita. He also tells us which American city was Wichita's biggest Cargill competition. We also discuss projects in the works, river area improvements, the core area, and the changes in the Wichita economic development philosophy, no cash. And we talk area efforts to improve what most people say makes us most attractive, our quality of life two years into your term it's hard to believe that two two years years come
1: april yeah (laughs) so
0: how's it going how's the
1: job going you know i think things are going pretty well we've had certainly some challenges and some um really good debates on a wide variety of of subject matter but we have uh, a council that i feel like's all pulling in the same direction that's kind of important right um and, and city manager that understands, you know, his job and, and how to do it very well. And you know, our city is in good financial shape. We are uh, continuing to do those kinds of things that I think make a difference. And so, in a in a short amount of time, we've had some big wins, like keeping Cargill in Wichita. Right. Pretty big deal, considering we were competing with cities with much deeper pockets and cities that were willing to throw. Um, tons of cash at them and and at the end of the day they chose Wichita and I think that's refreshing it, it should give us um, a level of confidence that that we don't always demonstrate in the city and and I think that's one of the things we need to work on but uh, how tough was that comp- that competition for Cargill? oh my so it probably took five years off my life <laughs> You know, it was it was real. I I had people, uh, good friends of mine that uh, worked at Cargill, and a, a week before the announcement, called me up. And I'm not going to name names, but I had one friend call me up and said, "Hey, I, you know, I don't want to move. I love Wichita. Can I use you as a reference on my resume?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, hang in there. I really am confident. He goes, I hear we're moving. He goes, I you know, the rumor here at Cargill is we're out. And uh, nothing against what you guys were trying to do, but the incentives are too good to pass up. Well, a week later, Cargill made the announcement for Cargill to compete in a global environment, the best place to do that from is Wichita. And so that's big. I mean, it, and that was tough. I mean, we were competing with some um, difficult cities to compete with. But, but there are a number of things that helped us. Certainly, the new airport is a big step in that direction, and the quality of life, what we keep saying, the built environment's getting better all the time so this has been um i think quite the coup to cobble together nearly 60 million dollars to build the river corridor new baseball and all of the amenities that we're going to have down there and that's another quality of life opportunity i like to continue to tell people the oklahoma city story when they lost united airlines and when they started down their maps the, you know some of the first things that they said they're going to make a difference was building a baseball stadium Building a river because they didn't have one. They had one they had to mow. Uh, <laughs> building a library and building walking paths for people. All things that we have well underway now.
0: Back on Cargill for a second, how much we know they're going to go in the building where the Eagle used to be. Right. Um, they've made the decision. How much can you tell us about the sort of behind-the-scenes negotiations or who we competed with? Can you tell us some of those so the, details? The
1: city that, that we thought that we were going to lose them to was Plano, Texas. And Plano put in a very aggressive offering of of um, obviously cash was the biggest thing, and we didn't have cash. Um, And so there were people a little worried. I had people call me up because not two months before the Cargill made the decision that they wanted to look at other cities, I announced that we're going to change the way we do economic development, and we're no longer going to give cash to companies to either come here or stay here that we are changing the way that we're growing our economy and it's not going to be using cash incentives. So I had people calling me going, Mayor, we're hearing bad things. You've got you, to come off of that and, and be willing to just say, here, Cargill, here's the pot of money. You use it however you want to. And I said, that's not the way to grow our, our jobs. Fortunately for me, I came out looking like a hero. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we're, you know, But we're still investing. You know, I mean, we're we're putting a, a ton of money into a parking garage, but it's something that we get to utilize, certainly being two blocks from the arena or under that. It's a great place to park for arena events. It's a great place to park for Old Town with Union Station growing up. It's going to be a fabulous area that's going to invite people to come down to all of that old town area, and now you have more places to park because Cargill's only going to use it during the day. The city gets to use it at night and weekends, and so it's it's a it's a wonderful asset to the community. And if we if those are the kinds of things we have to do to keep companies here, you know, you know where we needed those parking um, additions, I think it's fantastic. It's a great investment and one that they can't fold up and in their pocket if they decide to go a different direction.
0: Certainly you and other leaders had to have considered the the chance that Cargill might choose somewhere else. No question. And the impact that it would have had on not only Wichita but the core area too.
1: Absolutely and that's probably what took the five years off my life. (laughs) I mean there were some sleepless nights and 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 there were a lot of negotiations and a lot of stress during that whole ordeal and um, and they didn't let information leak, as you know, and they were tough to get information out of. And, um, they hired Deloitte out of Chicago and, and they were utilizing them to go through the process. And I, you know, it was, um, it was, it was a stressful time, but I think now that it's behind us, I think it certainly is another opportunity to not only showcase Wichita, but show uh, the world that we are a great place to grow a business and, uh, and getting better all the time. And now with this whole new partnership that's coming together, the Greater Wichita Partnership and the Innovation Campus and a focus on job training and, and um, Workforce Alliance and how they're playing a role. And, and really even uh, our folks over there at REAP and how we're making this truly a regional um, mission is, is changing the game for us and I'm excited about it I, I really think we're obviously I think we're on the right track and, and um, the proof will be how things come together over the next couple of years but um, I feel good about where we're at today and the direction we're going
0: as you look at the future we, we have the emerging leaders groups uh, we had one group last year and another group this year that you've uh, talked to um, one of the things we asked them was, what do you think is Wichita's vision for the future? They, they really weren't sure. So, Mayor, what's your vision so, for Wichita so, in the
1: future? So I want to make sure that we are doing a couple of things. On, on the job side of things, we are really focusing on diversifying our job base. We, we've said that for a million years that mm-hmm. we need to do it. We're finally doing that. And we're focusing on this this cluster strategy, which makes a lot of sense. I fully understand the idea of like businesses clustering together and take advantage of um, transportation, supplies, skilled labor. Clusters make sense, and and certainly focusing on other sectors instead of just aviation makes sense. So I'm. I'm Feel good about really focusing on clusters and the job diversification for our community, but the most important thing to me is to continue to elevate quality of life, and I'm going to build um, the best quality of life we can have in the Midwest. That built environment's incredibly important. So my number one project, number one project without a doubt is that whole River Corridor area where the new ballpark's going in and all of the amenities there. Proud of the new library that's uh, being finished up right now. It's gonna be a great asset to the community. And there's more that we're going to have to tackle, and some of that we know is going to be in in the next few years. Seems like all of the difficult stuff I've been tasked with right now, Bill. I mean, mm-hmm. so we know that the Performing Arts Center, the Century Two, the Convention Center—all of that needs to be addressed, whether we renovate or build new or whatever. At the end of the day, we need to do. We're going to have to address that, and that's not going to be easy. But I'd also make the argument to those that say just make things more efficient and find it. And, the reality is, if government's being run, in my opinion, the proper way, in the most efficient manner at all, we should never have an extra $400 million laying around to say, we're going to go do this. Right. So if you're truly running government efficiently and not taking advantage of building up these giant sums of money, and some would say maybe overtax people, that means if you do a grand project, you've got to find a new revenue stream. Because we don't have 400 million, right. nor should we have 400 million. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'd want a government run where you can just say, okay, we have a four or $500 million project, we'll just divert money here for a few years. Right. That's a pretty big rainy day fund right there. That's a, that's a very big rainy day fund. And, and so the reality is people should understand this. If we're doing things right, there are going to be times when we got to go back out and say, here's an opportunity. Do you embrace it or not?
0: We see River Vista coming out of the ground now uh, over by the river at, at Douglas. We see the libraries you were talking about. What's, what's the time frame now or where are we with that uh, other part of the river corridor Uh, that includes the the baseball stadium and some other some other things in that area so we're
1: finalizing the star bonds right now Uh, our projection is to have those sold by june once we have the star bonds sold we will uh, start down the path of um, selecting an architect and And then uh, all of the things that goes with that sort that certainly there's a lot of planning that goes into that before we can put a shovel in the ground so that certainly could happen selecting the architect later this year after the bonds are sold I would guess that any real work won't start until sometime next year if we're lucky we still have to decide um, because it's going to be a scrape and a new build which baseball season we lose, mm-hmm. and so do we lose the 18 or 19 season? We've gotta figure that out. Uh, and then there's a lot of other things that have to come together for that whole um, footprint, the river corridor, to uh, grow in what we hope it will be. Certainly a big portion of that's gonna be done from um, the private developer side of things, and when, which I think it should. You know, just south of the library, we're seeing the new uh, EPC group out of Kansas City bringing their $45 million to Wichita and saying, we want to invest in Wichita. um, Pretty meaningful when someone outside says, we want to put serious dollars into this community because we like the direction it's going in. And so all of that's going to be improved. We're talking about building out the uh, rail corridor in Delano all the way to Seneca and making that... uh, Something kind of similar to what we did on the Redbud Trail up there on the northeast side of town And that's going to be a wonderful amenity for that area the boat and bike rental component That's going to be a part of River Vista is exciting that um, McLean Park is going to be a nice feature that will have a place that can park the uh, floating kind of amphitheater stage and looking forward to the traffic that that will bring the people that can rent a boat and and canoe down the river or rent a bike and move up and down i did a interview last sunday and it just so happened the weather was gorgeous did an interview last sunday with uh, as you know abc was in town right and we chose to do it with the keeper in the background and it was a perfect sunday afternoon that had just people everywhere exploration place was packed the uh, people were out at the keeper and and large numbers you could look across anywhere on the river and there were families walking up and down the river path and that's going to get better as that gets developed and it's and people comment how nice is it to see activity like that mm-hmm. so i you know, I'm I'm not taking all of the credit, but I'm just saying since I've been mayor, winners have been better in Wichita. <laughs> <laughs> You're working it out with
0: uh, somebody, aren't you? That well, it's uh, clean living. I'm sure. Yeah, it's exactly. Clean yeah. Uh, across the river on the east side, you talked about uh, decisions need to be made, and and probably sooner rather than later right. on mm-hmm. Century Two and and the existing library and that whole complex. What kind of a time frame is there on, on those decisions?
1: Well, part of that whole plan to improve the river corridor includes a pedestrian bridge that connects the um, kind of ballpark area to the middle of that block there, right there high at Hyatt Century 2 area. And, and so we need to get underway with uh, eventually what that should look like and how that should be developed. I mean, we know that at the very least, Century 2 is not functional. It would need to be gutted. I like the iconic structure. So there's going to be a lot of debate on if it's a scrape, do we put back up the same iconic looking roof at least? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's kind of a big deal. Personally, I'd like to see some features that include some indoor outdoor space that has some shade. So maybe we can do something with an iconic look that provides more shade the, uh, the, the river corridor area right there doesn't work very well when you have all of the back of the house of Century Two and, and mm-hmm. the pathway for trucks to get to the basement. So all of that needs to be cleared out so we have a more inviting view of the river. and So that discussion will happen later this year, at least discussion about how do we get there, what should that look like, um i think we'll probably um visit with some folks about at least on the private side of things if if we could encourage development what would that look like in terms of providing a revenue stream and and so those those discussions are going to be happening late summer where that takes us i don't know but it, again it needs to be addressed quickly i mean that's um Those are discussions that are going to be difficult because we know regardless, whether we keep it, remodel it, build something similar, it's going to be a big number. I mean, I'm guessing, you know, 400 million is not out of the, I mean, I've heard numbers as high as 600 million, so 400 million, 600 million. All of that's a big number and how we figure, you know, I feel good that we were able to put together, I, I use the term kind of cobble together the finances to do uh, the ballpark and all of that area mm-hmm. without any new revenue stream, without any new additional taxes, no sales tax increase of any kind. The, we've reached our limit. Mm-hmm. There's not another 60 million to add into that mix. But, but carving out $60 million to do that, I, am, I feel pretty good that we were able to pull that together. This next venture is going to take um, a different kind of mix of revenue, and I don't know what that looks like yet.
0: Coming up next week, part two of our conversation with the mayor. He'll talk more about Wichita's quality of life, avoiding surprise announcements like Beechcraft's bankruptcy or Boeing's departure, and his message for Wichita's owners of small and medium-sized businesses.
1: At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are our favorites, so we created our own series. Visit equitybank.com slash napkin stories to watch the startup stories of great businesses across the Midwest.
0: That's it for this week. We'll see you back here again next Friday for BizTalk with Bill Roy.